0: The overhead view is of me in a maze, and you'll see what I'm hunting a few steps away. And I take a wrong turn, and I'm on the wrong path, and the people all watching enjoy a good laugh. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin with you. The Historic Linwood Theater podcast. Today is Monday, April the seventeenth. Already, we are steamrolling along into two thousand and twenty-three. Uh, time flies when you're having all kinds of uh, good art and humanities fun, does it not? It does. And how about that intro? Love that song from nineteen ninety-three. Uh, Fish who were just in town over the weekend, and uh, from the reports that I've heard, uh, it was a uh, two fabulous shows. Now they're heading down to the Greek Theater in LA. Uh, I was supposed to go on Friday night, but my sister blew into town and uh, caused all types of joy and mirth and festive uh, occasions, and I was unable to attend that concert. I sure wish they were playing at the Gorge this year, but uh, they're skipping that. I'm not sure why, but uh, if you haven't been out there and seen a concert, um, I highly recommend that you do that. at your earliest opportunity. I'll Types of seriousness. And speaking of all types of seriousness, yesterday, as we were preparing to watch The Nightcap of uh, Superman 1978, more on that in a moment. I was visited by two of our first responders from the uh, fire department and they came in to announce that there would soon be five to six hundred people that will be aimlessly perhaps walking the streets of Linwood Center because the Washington State Ferry Walla Walla had run aground just outside our door. Yes, uh, on its uh, run from Bremerton to Seattle, the Walla Walla lost power, generator went out, they lost hydraulics and steering and she ran aground literally uh, uh, a five iron from where we currently sit that was last night it's all been taken care of this is actually Sunday morning that I'm recording the podcast today so we can get it to you a little bit earlier but I did take a cruise out on the water this morning, and uh, lo and behold, the boat was gone, uh, all the spectators were gone, uh, the fire department was gone, the the Navy was gone, the FBI was gone, everybody was gone, and things were back to normal. So here we are again with the historic Linwood Theatre Coming Attractions podcast, and I'll give this week to you Today is Monday, then the sixteenth of April. We continue on with moving on. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, as Malcolm McDowell as well. That plays at four twenty-five, and then we continue through Thursday with a, a serious classic, folks. Uh, Superman, nineteen seventy-eight. So that was forty-five years ago. This is the forty-fifth anniversary, and there were that was an incredible period of uh, movie making of cinema time because three of the all-time greats actually were released within a 10-month period of uh, 77 and 78. Those three, as well as Richard Donner's, director Richard Donner's Superman 1978, the other two of course were Star Wars 1977 and the third, the big three, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So we had Spielberg, we had Lucas, we had Richard Donner at the helm releasing those three monster blockbuster tent pole films within a uh, 10 to 11 month period back in the good old days, 77 and 78. So uh, please come in and uh, see uh, I tell you, since having uh, Superman's Friday Night uh, and watching it, making a few adjustments uh, with with the sound. Uh, It really, really sparkles. It shines up there. It is certainly deserving uh, of the Man of Steel. And uh, Gene Hackman's role as Lex Luthor, um, deliciously understated in its uh, complexity of him being a classic villain. Does a great job. Marlon Brando shows up uh, in the first scene as Jar L., who is, of course, Superman's father. Glenn Ford is in there, Terrence Stanley makes an appearance. Margot Kidder is fabulous. And uh, it is very, very much indicative of Hollywood movie making in the late 70s, taken from the time and place of the 30s and 40s. So you have a little bit of a juxtaposition of time there and the social norms and the mannerisms and certainly the language. I will go as far as to say that I think the movie is swell. It was also done, screenplay was done by one of my favorites, Mario Puddyo. He of the Godfather fame, and uh, taken from the uh, the comic books, which uh, debuted. And I was, uh, and I did want to stop here just for a moment, and say that uh, f- from this point going forward or moving on, when I have uh, corrections to make, uh, such as one that I would like to make that uh, appeared in. Uh, Monday's, last Monday's podcast, Coming Attractions, when I had uh, my three gal friends up here, Nancy and Marilyn and Diane, uh, after they viewed Moving On, talking about it afterwards, a commentary critique session. And uh, I made a couple of uh, mistakes, and I'd like to correct them at this time. One of them was, what year was the original Superman comic uh, released. And I said it was 1932, and it was actually 1938. So I stand corrected. If you have any comments on that, if you catch me in the blaviation of this podcast uh, spouting inaccuracies, please call and let me know. Send me an email. Send me a text. Go to Facebook and say, hey, caught you here. You said such and such about so-and-so, and it's actually so-and-so about such-and-such that would be fine. All right, so let's continue on then. (laughs) Moving on is Monday through Thursday at 425. That's a matinee show, special matinee pricing, and followed by Superman 1978, the classic 45th anniversary restored print at 630. Moving on at 425, Superman 1978 at 630. That's Monday through Thursday. Then on Friday, we release the the premiere of a title, a documentary called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. And if that doesn't pique your interest and uh, perk your ears and pick up your interest, I'm not sure what will. It is a documentary. It's an uh, hour and 43 minutes. It's rated R. It's from Neon Films. They've been doing some real good stuff of late. It's directed by Daniel Goldhaber. I believe, and it stars Ariella Barrer, B-A-R-E-R, who was also the screenwriter. This is the only synopsis that we were given, so I had to do quite a little bit of uh, searching in order to put this together, but uh, it's basically about um, uh, the ecology, it's about climate change, and it's about a a group of uh, very impassioned activists that uh, try to, well, as the Title suggests blow up a pipeline in direct response to corporate America and their never-ending quest for additional bottom-line profits at whatever expense. Okay, so you environmentalists out there or you people that feel that our First Amendment rights are worth fighting for should come out and see this one. It's getting some very, very good reviews. It's got a 94% tomato meter from Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, one of the quotes from the movie that I I grabbed and makes some sense to me as far as the plot line is concerned. And here it is. If the American empire is calling us, i.e. the stars of the film, if the American empire is calling us terrorists, then we are doing something right. Okay, we can read through that rhetorical comment and understand a little bit what's going on. Here's another um, analysis uh, comment from Eric Marcher of Rogers TV. And Eric says From the very first frame scored by composer Gavin Brivick, you will be gripped by the unrelenting suspense. So don't forget to take a deep breath before the theater lights dim out. Okay, that's pretty glowing testimony. And I like him mentioning Archer of uh, on and off with the auditorium lights. That's kind of fun. That is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. It premieres Friday. That will be at 425, so that's a matinee, and at 645. So there are your two shows on Friday. How to Blow Up a Pipeline, 425 and 645. On Saturday and Sunday then, it will play at 215, also matinee, 425 and 645. And then Monday through Thursday of next week, the April 24th to the 27th, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Line at 425 and 645. All right, uh, let's just back up a little bit here and talk about how about uh, let's talk about the Man of Steel, shall we? I was I was amazed at um, the 45 going back 45 years and watching you know the first of the major superhero blockbusters. Uh, how they went about telling the story um, portraying the characters and perhaps most importantly, uh, the use of special effects. Because the, as you know, the story starts with um, L, Marlon Brando, Superman's dad, figuring out a way to save his son. And they put him on a satellite starry thing and jettison it into space. And then ensues the collapse and destruction of the planet Krypton. All of this, of course, is done Uh, before CGI, so the special effects department, was a combination of modeling and uh, artistic designs overlaid in post-production in order to provide the graphics and uh, a little bit more of the wow factor. Because when you're talking about Superman, when you're talking about the man uh, of steel who can leap tall buildings in a single bound. And uh, and that continuing story on how he then is befriended by the Kent family, which is a very, very, I think, moving scene, the, the early scenes of him growing up and picking up the truck while um, his, his new dad, his human dad, um, Mr. Kent, uh, was suffering from a bad heart and uh, he had a flat tire when the vehicle crashed down in our cornfield. And um, it was particularly well done. Very sentimental in as much as you were already developing a huge amount of uh, empathy towards uh, all the characters involved. And certainly when Margot Kidder as Lois Lane shows up and Jimmy Olsen and Perry White and uh, Ned Beatty who plays <laughs> a great uh, part along with uh, uh, Gene Hackman. As Lex, Lex Luther, as his assist, his bumbling assistant, is uh, you know, choice comedy, but the uh, the pacing, the storyline, the the acting by all of the parts, uh, the the score, the sound effects. I've turned up the uh, subwoofer a little bit here to give it a little more of a hum and a rattle on the bottom end, it's something I've already heard about from our neighbors upstairs. Uh, But uh, I think that the experience of of watching this and sitting in the theater and seeing it on the big screen, because most of us, if we have had an interest to go back in superhero movies and watch this one from 1978, um, have watched it on a much smaller screen. And uh, there's just something about the experience of, of seeing this thing on our 600. Three hundred and sixty square foot screen uh with uh, surround sounds and uh you know, the man of steel flying through the air with his hair never being tussled or ruffled and a million dollar smile and it was that that's how that these are the scenes that dreams are made of, which reminds me of another quote <laughs> you love this one every time that you walk into a movie theater to watch somebody's work, someone out there's dream is coming true. And that's the magic of the movies, folks. Um, And uh, please come on out here and uh, see whether I'm right or I'm wrong. Let's talk a little bit about behind the scenes. And um, Richard Donner, who was the uh, director for Superman, this gentleman has been involved with Hollywood, uh, as far as I can tell, back to to the early 60s. 1960 was his first credit. He was doing TV production. And um, we have started a new little feature here on the Historic Linwood Theater podcast. It's called What is the Bambridge Connection? It's called the Bambridge Connection. So let's just uh, play the little game here. It's some, somewhat similar to the How Many Degrees? Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is What's the Connection to Bambridge? So you would think to yourself, let's see, Superman 1978, Bambridge Island. Yeah, I was. I was over in the uh, Meadow Valley at that time, uh, working heavy construction and coming over here uh, to see friends that lived in Paulsbow. And uh, we obviously came and went through um, the Coleman Dock and uh, to our lovely ferry terminal and then up 305 and spent a lot of time in downtown Winslow. Boy, how much has... Uh, Winslow, downtown Bambridge Island as a whole, changed in uh, the 45 years. And I'm not even sure. I need to go back and check. I'll, I'll call TJ later on and ask her if Superman 1978 played here at the historic Linwood. Because changes have been, can I say, uh, Incredible. So, Richard Donner, the director, in 1962, was mostly involved with directing TV. He was the director of several episodes of, uh uh-huh, wait for it, (laughs) Gilligan's Island, which of course, starred Russell Johnson, Bainbridge Islander, longtime time Bainbridge Islander, um, as the professor. So there's your connection. Superman 1978. The director was Richard Donner. Uh, he directed Russell Johnson as the professor on Gilligan's Island in the early 60s. How much fun is that? Uh, another little trip to the uh, archives as I was putting together our program for the longest day promotion, which happens on June 24 You've heard me talking about it in the past, and you will hear me talk about it every week up until the day, and then we will be be doing a live podcast that day to commemorate and document the historic occasion of our 87th anniversary. And so as I was doing some research, I came across films that have, again, that Bainbridge connection, and I'll just list a couple of them for you. Um, What's Up, Tiger Lily? I remember that one by Woody Allen. As a matter of fact, it was Woody's First. And uh, it starred a particular gentleman by the name of Frank Buxton. And for those longtime Islanders, you will know Frank has being involved in the arts and humanities and the theater groups and uh, was actually nominated as I believe one of the first Island Treasure recipients and rightfully so. So there's your connection there. Smoke Signals by Sherman Alexie has a little bit of a hook. The Last Detail, Jack Nicholson's, not breakout, but uh, one of his first biggest roles. And then here's another fun one. <laughs> Russell comes back as he was in It Came From Outer Space. Whoa! So we have all of these uh, Hollywood-Bainbridge connections going on that continue to this day. We like to celebrate that. Another little bit of trivia here that uh, I don't know if you are aware of or not, that's what makes trivia so much fun, is that last night, as uh, yesterday afternoon, we were playing uh, the 4 o'clock matinee, and they had a pretty good um, gathering of especially families. So moms and dads who probably saw the movie for the first time in a theater or a drive-in when they were uh, teenagers, young adults. Now we're bringing their kids in to watch the movie. And uh, I went down to make the announcement. And as I went down to introduce the film and talk about all of these connections, I had the house music music was playing one of my old spinning mixes. And um, Africa from Toto was being played in there in the house system. And I had just researched the fact that uh, John Williams, of course, does the score for Superman as he has done so many other blockbuster movies over the years. Come to find out that John Williams' son, who was doing the scoring for the movie we were about to see, his son was the lead singer from Toto, who was singing the song Africa as I was walking down to introduce his dad's work in the film. Uh, Yeah, kind of got to say, this is in alignment. All the planets, including Krypton, are in perfect alignment, and uh, we're going to have a a fun viewing experience today. So there's that little bit of uh, trivia history for you. Let's talk quickly uh, about uh, what's happening on June 21st. You know we we are doing our five-minute film festival Uh, One of my friends and I, after we shut down last night, went across the street to uh, have a uh, a beverage and talk about some of the items here. And we got to exchanging notes. What is your story going to be about for the Five Minute Film Festival? I told her several of my ideas. I'll probably do the... The dream interpretation one, as compared with a a short that I call uh, "Roses in December," Um, but and she told me hers, and we exchanged notes and talked about uh, you know some of the other fun things that we're doing here, but. I did have the opportunity on Friday morning to make a presentation for the uh, Kitsap Leaders Group, which was 30 or 40 of the uh, uh, the county's uh, leading, best, and brightest people that are involved with uh, making uh, the greasing the gears of commerce in Kitsap County, both from the political standpoint, from the lawmaking standpoint, from the, the sheer commercial, but most importantly from the arts and humanities. And I did happen to run into an old friend of ours, Eugenie Jones, and I pitched the idea to her, and she has uh, pretty much said, yeah, let's let's do this thing. She's going to bring her quartet to our stage on that day. So to give you an update on what we have so far, it looks like we've got um, four bands lined up, and uh, Eugenie being, and her jazz, Top Notch Jazz, is going to be the headliner, uh, followed by a uh, a group of uh, local kids that I believe graduated either last year or two years ago. They're called um, Civil Rebellion, and they call their music... Punk Pop, and I listened to them uh, the other day and went down to Spotify to check them out prior to us starting on the negotiation, and uh, they remind me a little bit of Green Day, a little bit of Lenny Kravitz in there, and uh, so we are negotiating with them. It looks like we're going to land them. So there's the two, Ranger and the Rearrangers, it looks like, are going to play an afternoon slot uh, between 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock, somewhere in there, and uh, then I'm still uh, talking with uh, my dentist, Mark Stolitz to uh, put together his acoustic act and grace our stage on that historic day, June 21st. So we've got the five-minute film festival. I just gave you the update on the music. We've got the movies lined up. We're having an auction. We're doing a fashion show. This one's going to be fun. So instead of just a straight fashion show, we're going to have the show choreographed. And the models will be wearing costumes uh, of movie stars. And uh, you you can purchase, like a bingo card, a, a score sheet. And as the stars come down the walkway and the spotlights come on and and uh, the, the music is in sync with everything, you then take your scorecard and say, hey, yeah, I, I get that. That's Shirley Temple. Hey, wait a minute. That's Humphrey Bogart. Hey, I, I get it. That's, you know, pick your character. And that's the general idea. It's a fashion show of the stars. And what else we have going on our auction for movie posters? We've got uh, our kids shows in the morning. Going into uh, young adults and then finally into the uh, PG 13 and R rated for our first favorite movie contest, which is ongoing. So, please, folks, when you come in to watch either moving. On Superman 1978 or on Friday, how to blow up a pipeline that you take your receipt from your ticket purchase and you turn it over and you write down on the back of it uh, either your favorite all time film, uh, maybe Superman 1978, maybe Close Encounters, Star Wars, the possibilities are almost endless. And creatively endless, anyway. And write down that movie and put contact information. The movie that gets the most votes, or if there's no repeats, I will just at random pick three that we will show for free on that grand and glorious day of June 21st for our 87th anniversary fundraising extravaganza. And uh, put your contact information. I will draw one of those names, and that winner gets six months worth of free viewing privileges here at the historic Linwood Theater. Have I forgotten anything? I think... I think not. That's pretty much it. You got some lyrics from Fish. You got uh, some quotes from How to Blow Up a Pipeline. You got the trivia with John Williams. You got the Bainbridge Connection with Russell Johnson. I think that's going to just about do it for today, folks. As always, it's been my pleasure to be with you. We're a little bit early this week. I'm recording on Sunday morning, so this will have a Monday, the 17th of April. Airing, and uh, please come out and see us at your earliest convenience, folks. I think you really have a great time. Bring bring the kids, bring your friends, uh, grab the people that uh, like the Marvel Universe uh, contribution to the superheroes genre. And it certainly seems like everybody is jumping on the bandwagon these days, Um, and they're getting top-notch talent and and doing some great things. But let's always remember who came before us who we learn from where we got some of these ideas and how it was done oh so long ago 45 years ago superman 1978 hit the screen it's back at the historic limit theater until friday And uh, please come out here and experience uh, all of of that history. We invite you cordially to do so. We're going to leave you with the outro to maze and the quirky little ending that makes fish so fabulous. So I will see you next week. Have a great day, folks. Come on out and say hi. Thanks so much.